0: down Local Now Channel 525 Welcome to Raising Greatness with Tracy Martin on Faith Talk 1360 Tracy Martin is a disruptor of the current destructive agenda. She is a guardian of the teens, young adults and their parents that she coaches. She is a maverick, living her life at the optimum level of discipline and moral conviction. Her heart is for our kids and helping them reclaim their faith, values, morals and work ethic that are now obsolete. Tracy is a certified transformational life coach with over 30 years of experience. She is a licensed brain health trainer and a fourth generation entrepreneur. She is a wife, mom of two young women, and a blessed grandma. T always says your greatest contribution to the world may not be something you do, but someone you raise. Let's go. Raising Greatness with Tracy Martin is airing now and ready to disrupt. Hello and welcome back to Raising Greatness. Um, I am just going to dive into this one because I have had some immersives um, throughout the summer, which basically people come in and they stay with me, not with me, but a place that I, I rent and full families come in. Sometimes they send their kids in and we do like a lot of really cool work over the summer. When it's families, it's always great because we get everybody involved in there that's available that we can kind of get some work done. But one of the thing that seems to be a common theme um lately is just the need for apologies um who apologizes first mom dad parent child just the dynamic of that so um and and the thing with this too is is that no matter what we are and who we are we're going to have to apologize for something cuz we're probably going to do something wrong sooner or later so <laughs> let's dive into this so you know i apologize Super simple, I'm sorry, I regret I didn't mean that, or I shouldn't have done that. Those seems to be the the theme that happens whenever we we have some sort of a problem, and whatever you want to call it, who's the first to step forward after a transgression has occurred That's a great thing because there's a hierarchy or there may be um, uh, intellectual like i'm better you're you're the one that needs to, I'm older, you know that kind of thing happens, and so apologies are great, you know we know that, but whatever you call it. Who is the first? Who is it? Is it the parent that always has to or if it's the child? Or is it the person that actually can own up to the fact that they did it? And if you know, if apologies are not followed with behavior change, and this is a big one. So make sure you're listening here. If an apology is not followed by behavior change, it really means nothing. And the thing that always comes to mind on this for me is is if you walk into your house every day and you have a dog and you kick the dog every day, but you say you're sorry in the kindest words possible, eventually your dog's going to bite you because your actions spoke way louder than those words did and even the tone that you used. So think about that. If behavior change isn't followed after an apology is given, nothing really matters. And depending upon who you ask, you'll probably get all different kinds of perspectives, so I want to just do the logical part, which I like to throw out first, is, is you know, what's the definition of an apology, a good apology? You know, it, it's, a, it's a regretful knowledge of an offense or failure that we've done. It seems pretty straightforward. So then why is it so hard? And why do so many people hold on to the ground that they occupy instead of saying, I'm sorry? And this, by the way, isn't just in our homes. It's in business. It's in schools. It's in our families. It's in relationships that, that I'm sorry or I made a mistake is a really tough um, sentence to say for a lot of people, um, and you know, is there a weakness perceived in an apology? I personally don't think so, but I know a lot of people do. They believe that oh well, I don't want to be the one to stoop down and say I'm sorry, so they see it as a weakness. And should there be a hierarchy of apologies? Does it just is it just your place in life, or just your your place in your family? So let's break down the anatomy of an apology and there's three main components um, to this so it acknowledges the actions taken and the result of the pain that was inflicted I can understand that can wrap my head around that no problem it provides an action plan for how the person who will write the wrong so how how are they going to do it you know how are they going to say is it sitting down? Is it a text? Is it a conversation? Is it a phone call? Whatever that is, that's the second component. And the third one is there is an actual exchange in behavior proving to you that there won't be a repeat offense in the future. So that means that, you know, let's attach that behavior change to an apology. So these are the three components. And you can never blame a situation or a circumstance, especially when it comes to our kids. This is tough because we have a way of of habitually communicating in our home because we have history with our kids. So if they've always been doing things and they've never apologized, we're just going to assume that it's going to continue. And that's something that I want you to really think about. You know, taking full responsibility is the only way to ensure there is a clean slate moving forward. Otherwise, we let's face it, we harbor resentment. We never fully move on. We throw it up and use it against someone. We weaponize it in the future of relationships. And this is even with families, parent and child dynamic. And this is what I want to focus on today. Because this came up quite a bit um, throughout the summer of coaching um, families and individuals and even some some CEOs in that that were when they've made a mistake in business they they have a hard time saying I'm sorry to their employees or to people but yet they expect it they expect it back so there's a little process around apology and these are like the five R's Um, you can find this in a lot of different textbooks too this is nothing groundbreaking that I came up with so but it's you know recognition which means acknowledging what happened, right? Don't sweep it under the rug and just keep moving forward. Responsibility, meaning owning your part. We have to do that, and we want to instill this in our kids anyway. So as parents, I believe we should model this um, more times than not. Let's just say that. Remorse, that means you actually can display authentic feelings that I truly do have remorse for what I did and we've seen people who have done something that they just don't seem like they're sorry right so that's kind of where I mean that remorse situation is really important restitution means hey how can I make this up to you I, I've really wronged you and how can I make it up to you um, if that's necessary if you feel what it is and then repetition by saying this will not happen again don't worry about it it's not going to happen again I've learned and I, I value you too much however you want to fill that blank in And let's face it, if we're engaged in life and relationships, there will be a need to learn to apologize and to apologize authentically and clearly. Um, We will do things wrong. (laughs) We'll say things wrong. We will let people down. We're human. And most of the time what happens isn't intentional, by the way, or malicious. A lot of times maybe somebody leaves out a detail that was actually affected an outcome and it wasn't necessarily like they're thinking about it. It's premeditated. Sometimes it's just does it really matter? I'm just going to move on. So that's what I'm saying. We have to make sure there's that we know whether it was intentional or malicious because most of the time it is unconsciously done. You know, most of the time, not all the time. There are things that happen that we know that are super intentional. Um, There's so much vulnerability in learning how to apologize and hear the impact of your actions on another person. That's more, I think, than what we need to understand is that we do impact others by our decisions and actions, even though in the moment we may not think that it's a big deal. And I see this quite a bit with parents and kids to where they the kids didn't think, oh, my God, it's not that big of a deal. But the parent, because we're looking for, um, we're basically looking for things really to see, have you changed? Are you doing better? And then the minute there's that hit on that marker of there, they did it again, than we have when we're off and running. So that's why I'm saying. We have to make sure we really can navigate that because it does make a difference. And when you know the impact that you've had on another person by way of your decisions or choices or actions, I think it's a great place. And we can be vulnerable in that moment. You know, the second half of an apology is always forgiveness. And this is another big, big one that's difficult. We hold on to things. And I'm sure you've heard the analogy of Refusing to give, you know, forgiveness to someone is like, you know, you drinking poison and expecting the other person to to get sick, Um, which is a great analogy because it is harboring something that we should let go and forgiveness, no matter how big it is, it still needs to be given. And that's something that I think kids need to understand, but they really only get it whenever they've been on the receiving end of it and they know how good that feels, you know, to to do that. And it, it does feel good to forgive someone and to let that go. And there will be relationships that you are in that can sustain an apology and forgiveness and then move on. And you've actually maybe reconnected at another level. Maybe you've deepened that relationship, especially with your kids, because, I hear so often, you know, my parents never say they're sorry. Oh, they would never do that. It's always my fault. It's always this person's fault. It's, it's never happened. They would never say they're sorry, even even in a situation to where maybe it was not so clear black and white. It just happened. But they they would never do that. So this is kind of where the kids kind of stand on that hill of like, well, they're not going to. So why should I? And some relationships, you know, you will apologize, forgive them, and wish them well and exit the relationship. That's not the case typically with families, by the way. Um, We may harbor, you know, issues. We may harbor resentment. We may give people the silent treatment. But we're still still in it. And if you're a young kid that's still living in the home, you're not going to get away with it sooner or later. We're going to have to have those confrontations and those apologies and forgivenesses are going to have to be given and received. And that's what this is all about today. You know, what about family? What about the parent child relationship? And this is the focus I want you to think about on apologies and forgivenesses. You know, if an altercation takes place between a parent and a child and it gets heated, once the dust settles and you see there is room for an apology, now who goes first? Who goes first? And that is the million dollar question, right? And so I want you to think about this in situations that maybe it's happened to you, it's happened to your family, or maybe you're in something right now that you need to forgive somebody or your child has done something and you ne- maybe you overreacted. So think about that. This can either be a beautiful exchange, by the way, between parent and child and a newfound respect for one another, or it can be a moment of the dreaded power struggle because I'm not going to and the other person's not going to. So therefore, there's this big space. And we all know there's an elephant in the room, but nobody's addressing it. And communication, bar none, is one of the most difficult situations to deal with within a family because we have these histories with each other. And then we bring in our own experiences and influences. And especially as our kids get older, it changes. It definitely changes under our roof. So we have to make sure that we know how to actually deal with these to where we have respect for one another or it ends up in a power struggle. He needs to apologize. No, you do. I didn't do anything. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. So we go back and forth and we have that ping pong <laughs> ping pong game going back and forth. So does it sound familiar? I've seen this so many times, time and time again in the coaching studio with parents and believe it, you know, they believe it, their kid is who should apologize first. And I'm not saying that that's not the case. I'm not saying that's not the case. Um, and the parents and the kids, of course, think that the parents should go first. So that's what I'm talking about. We're in that we're in that gray area to where we know what happened. We know it should have been done and maybe the conversation and whatever the heated moment was continued and things were said that shouldn't have been said. Um, And, you know, we can take it case by case, but the conversation still remains. We're in this gray area of who's going to go first. And a lot of times the parent will pull the parent card and say, well, I'm the parent. You need to apologize. And then that sends resentment to the kids and realizing that, okay, if my parents never apologize and have the humility to do so, why should I? So let me tell you my thoughts on this. Um, Now, of course, there will be extenuating circumstances, as always, when we talk about this. In most homes as parents, our goal is to model the behavior we wish to see in our kids, to show them and to be that example. And if you've listened to us at all, you've heard me say that time and time again. We have to be the example in our homes for our kids. And that is a non-negotiable, even if it means you know, humbling yourself to do so, to show them that it's okay to make mistakes. Maybe lose your temper on occasion and not show up as your best. We've all been there. I think, I don't think there's anyone that's gotten out of that to where we haven't shown up to our best. Um, And in, in doing that, I believe that it is also a must to display the correct way to rein it in and change direction through a powerful and heartfelt apology. And by the way, this can build trust and show empathy at the same time. I want to share this with you. So I last spring, I think it was with my youngest daughter, I was not um, the best that I could have been at handling a situation and we were all tired. There were a lot of miscommunication things happening and I right away went to the to the camp of prejudging and so it wasn't good and she went to bed sad and I went to bed and and we didn't finish it out. And The next morning, um, God love my husband because he basically sat down and he goes, babe, you were really rough on her. And I said, was I was I and do I owe her an apology? And he said, you do. And so I went right into her room and I went over what happened and I said, please forgive me. It won't happen again. And in that moment, it felt really good to be able to own that and to ask her for forgiveness, because then I think she saw the relationship a little bit differently And she said, absolutely. And and we could have both done better. And then we kind of talk through it and then you move forward. And then we don't think about that moment again. If we don't have those types of exchanges from common ground communication and to be able to own both sides and apologize, it didn't matter. Because I mean, if we would have woke up the next morning and I would not have gone in there, I don't know how the morning would have gone. You know, I might have been quiet. She might have been quiet and defensive, and that's not the way we want in our home. And that's what I see so many times is, is we hold on to things that really don't matter. You know, and it's really teaching and guiding our kids through these difficult life decisions and, and choices. And sometimes we are the ones that make the mistakes. You know, this it just think about Colossians three twelve. Be even tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. That's always my go-to. So if God forgave me for everything, who am I to hold on to something that my child has done or someone else has done? I want to forgive quickly and move forward. And by the way, when I say move forward, that means you can't be tethered to anything you have to move forward and let it go and start over again. And if these behaviors continue, then it can be addressed differently. But in these moments of transgressions, that's really what we have to do. We just address it, forgive quickly and move on. You know, we've heard the term, you know, failing forward. Well, this may be just one of those moments, you know, it might feel like you're not in control when you look to your child and say, hey, I'm sorry, please forgive me. But I believe it's the exact opposite. I know I felt that way last March was that when our situation happened was I felt like it was a moment of vulnerability that was really important. And we always say, we always say this, we want to raise strong, solid, kind, empathetic and caring kids. So what better way than to model this behavior of apology and forgiveness Um, and, and being the first one to do that? You know, even if the situation I'm sure you can find something in a discretion or a um, discussion that maybe we could have done better, you know, and even that's a question. Hey, maybe I could have done this better. I apologize for not, you know, communicating properly, even though maybe it was on the other side on, on their situation, what actually fired the thing off in the wrong direction. But just think about that, you know, displaying displaying this trait. That you want to see in your kids. Remember, we are seeding them, by the way. We're seeding them and we may not always see the harvest. And that means we may not always get the, the apology that we want, but we have to know that we've at least given it. Um, and you may not see the apology the next time the way that you imagined, you know, but trust me, they are thinking and they're watching and they want to model it for you. And I'm sorry, you want to model it for them, but they will eventually display that. If you're just joining us on Raising Greatness, we are diving into apologies and forgivenesses between parents and kids, and this is something that I navigate quite often as a coach. You know, think about this, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 to 32. Let all bitterness and wrath, anger and clamor and slander be out of away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. If that is your plumb line, that you look at every situation to where you can give an apology or or you are actually going to give forgiveness. If that's your plumb line, I can't see it going sideways. You know, if we have if we measure that through, you know, the biblical lens of the way that God has forgiven us, then, like I said, who are we to not forgive another person and not to dismiss? Any actions. That's not what this is about. This is really about looking at how can we move past this with our kids and as parents model the behavior that we want to see with them. So, you know, what is it like in your home? Think about it. I've spoken about the home being a sanctuary or a battleground. Even the term battle means there must be a winner or a loser. Is that the way we are parenting or we are leading, guiding and nurturing our kids through these difficult times? And of course, there are moments where our kids and ourselves as parents just get angry. We lose our temper. We're human. However, a heartfelt apology and forgiveness is always going to go in the wind column. That's always going to go in the wind column. And believe it or not, no child wants their parent upset with them. The younger they are, the more it, this impacts them, by the way, when they know that you are outright upset with them. When they become teens, it may appear to brush it off. However, it will still impact them. And even if you can display feelings of empathy and understanding, things can move in a better direction and things can be repaired and trust can continue to build. That's what this is about, because kids are going to want you to trust them. They're going to want things that are attached to that trust. And a lot of that is, is how well are we communicating with our kids or are we holding on or looking for something? And if we are, trust me, we're going to find it for sure. And there's never a downside to accepting responsibility for what we've done wrong and what we believe we can do better. You know, words are great, but actions are what really, really matters. And that's what I want to talk about here is that. You know, what we could have done better as parents, because it is a conversation that you cannot get away from, that we are not always our best, and then it it rubs off on our kids. You know, that's just the way that it is. Forgiveness is what moves the needle, period. And the act of forgiving someone is so important, especially within the walls of our own homes. The goal is to forgive, let the feelings work themselves out, and then to not harbor any other feelings of resentment or regret. Like with any situation that involves emotions, it is a journey and one that we can take daily. So some days it may be super easy for you. Some days not so much. And that, again, is that barometer of where is your compass or your plumb, plumb line? Where are you at? You know, And a few things to think about when an apology or forgiveness is needed in our homes. You can't force it. So this is number one. You can't force it. It has to be authentic. And the person must be moved within their heart to know it's needed. And that may take some of us longer to get there to actually speak it. We may feel an apology, but we may not speak it yet. And that, again, even moving in that heart, in that heart posture, that can change as well for someone, starting with small acknowledgments It's always a big thing. And some people are attached to this, by the way, emotionally. They just can't say, I'm sorry, or they made a mistake. It's just really difficult for them. And give them space. Show up in that, in that gap. That's a big thing for all of us. You know, never put limitations on the apology, by the way. You know, never do that. And model the behavior we wish to see, whether it's an apology or giving forgiveness. Either one is a really impactful thing to do. Look for examples of how others have taken responsibility for themselves in these kinds of situations. Maybe you see something on TV or you see something uh, um, at school or you see something in your office and you can use that as an example, just as as more or less a conversation around, hey, something happened today and this person was so you know good, they actually came in, they apologized and forgiveness was given. And now we've actually gone to a whole nother level of trust. That's really what we want to do. That's the most important thing. Be willing to take a break and reset so that that moment is productive and not in the heat of the issue. This may be tough because we're really hard at pulling ourselves out of chaos. And you may need to do that, by the way. You may need to take a second, take a step back, maybe remove yourself and say, hey, I just need to take a few moments and think to myself, you know, gather your thoughts, put them in order, whatever makes sense with you, and then come out your best and either if you need to apologize or give space for that person to come to that realization that maybe the other person needs to. But either way, this is a communication problem whenever we can't find our words to apologize or forgive one another. It's literally a communication issue because we can't be vulnerable and we can't be in that space. And that's the problem with a lot of relationships, whether it's a parent and child or, you know, husband and wife or business or whatever it might be. These are all can be applicable because you start to realize that we are in relationships with a multitude of kinds of people And how are we communicating with them? And how are we getting past difficult obstacles? As a parent, look to being the first to apologize so you can give your children permission to grow their own EQ, which is their emotional intelligence, so they see what's displayed. Forgiving someone is showing grace in all situations, by the way. This doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be easy. And forgiving is the ultimate way to show unconditional love, that I'm not going to harbor this feeling because you did this. I love you no matter what. And let's get past this. And these are really great conversations to be able to have in our homes. And by the way, when you decide to do this, you have to run it all the way out. So that means that you can't halfway give an apology or a forgiveness because it's never completely walked through and then moved past. And remember, it isn't it isn't about being right. It's about finding common ground and peace through the relationship. And that's a big one. Most people will not give up their ground. I'm right. And I personally would rather look at my relationship with my kids and whoever else I'm in a relationship with. That relationship is more valuable to me than being right, because that is what's going to change the game of trust and honesty and commitment and being able to have a really deep, a deep relationship with being vulnerable. So think about that. And you will have opportunities, by the way, to show your kids how to apologize and how to forgive. Be ready when the time comes, by the way, because they are learning this valuable lesson by some way or with someone. So think about that. Wouldn't it rather be in your home with your parents? Wouldn't that be better for you as a parent to look at your child and know that you bestowed that gift of vulnerability and honest communication and being able to actually do that and move past it in your home? So audit exactly kind of where you're at and think about that. But I really like that, that last one of, as a parent, look to begin being the first to apologize. So you can give your children permission to grow their own EQ. And their EQ is the measurement of their emotional intelligence versus IQ is the intellect. But a lot of kids are very they don't have a lo- a lo- really strong eq right now because of the way the influences are and what they're dealing with. So in your home, you can actually bestow more on them by way of taking something so simple, and it is really simple, as an apology or um, forgive and giving forgiveness, as that type of a, that type of an energy and that type of a message. And that's what I want you to think about. So think about the apologies and the forgivenesses that maybe you need to do today. So think about that and don't wait There's never a time like the present moment to do that. And as always, you know, you can find us on our website at TracyLMartin.com. The calendar's up there. There's resources there. There's workshops. There's all kinds of things being um, implemented every day into that calendar. We're super active on Instagram, as always. Send us us DMs, whatever works for you. We want to be able to be a resource and help you. And please, God bless you and your family. Take care of yourself and be humble, be honest, and seek truth. It's the only way we can continue to connect with our kids and we can create create really, really good relationships to where our kids want to be with us in the future. Thank you so much for listening to Raising Greatness and I appreciate your time, but you guys can't get away with this. You have got to try an apology, okay? Or a forgiveness. I know there's something out there. I know there is for me. I'm going to work on that today. Take care. Take a step, everybody.